What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Hum Live at the 8 After Show podcast, where today we sat down with The Pop Ritual to discuss music and writing in the year of the pandemic. Enjoy. All right. Well, here we are. Another day. What is today? Is it May 13th it's already? The 13th, brother. It is, yeah. You know, I find that incredibly appropriate that we sit down with you on the 13th. Welcome into Station 8, the pop ritual coming in. So I'm joined by the pop ritual on my right, Mr. Colin. Thank you. We have Michelle. We have Scott. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Too good. Yeah, well, we're feeling definitely great after looking at uh, the review of your performance. Had a great time. It's th- that was, what, last weekend? It's hard to mm-hmm. get, keep days One in order. One week from today. Yeah, it was yeah. last Thursday. Yeah, so you came in. So how how, uh, how long did you prepare for that set? Because it's been kind of a weird year, right? Yeah. Um, I think a month total, right? Yeah, probably. It was about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott had been out uh, doing some work early this year out of state, and um, we started rehearsing basically as soon as he finished on the project he was working on. And um, yeah, that was probably just mm-hmm. about a month ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was very well done. For, Drove in from Mississippi, and it was like, all right, let's get let's to work. Make some music again. Because <laughs> well, it's been a while. Right yeah, absolutely. It. So I know a lot of people here in Memphis are very familiar with the pop ritual. In fact, I think uh, Drew back there, he was he was walking around and mentioned you guys, and someone was like, oh my God, the pop ritual. <laughs> you you, you got to be kidding me. They're amazing. I can't believe you're working with them. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. And it was I, I knew, every bit as good as you thought it would be. I knew paid yeah, actors would pay off eventually. The what? It was paid actors, paid <laughs> yeah. local. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what comes back, right? It's supposed to. Right. But always comes. Let's. Back. We should start. I think it would be appropriate. You guys have a lot of a lot of things to give, a lot of things to say. But I think it'd be appropriate and kind of rewinding a little bit and giving people that maybe you're seeing this for the first time or hearing it for the first time some context of yeah. the history of the band and maybe let's talk a little bit about uh, you know the musicians behind the music. We don't have to go to, you know as far mm-hmm. as we want to in that in that realm, but the band for sure. So tell me what I have. Right Right here, conceived in 2014. Yeah, the right around the beginning of 2014, I I started demoing some songs and um, uh, putting some ideas together. And uh, Scott and I got together in the middle of that year, and really right around August, we uh, we started uh, really uh, hitting the songwriting hard. How was the connection made between the two of you? We had a mutual friend, actually, just. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine who um, who was also a mutual friend of Scott's, our, our friend Michael, he uh, he introduced us. Um, and uh, at the time, I was definitely looking to get together with people to play and to jam and to get song ideas out there. I hadn't played in a band in a little while. And, yeah. uh, and I was coming out of a bunch of hardcore punk bands that just kind of were like... And you guys, are, you guys are born and, born and raised in Memphis, yeah. So I a lot of your history? I'm not, no. Okay. No. Actually, I'm from uh, northwestern Kentucky Okay, originally. Yeah, a little town called Owensboro. So was the connection Owensboro? Okay, yeah. keep an yeah. eye out. Johnny Depp's from there. Oh, okay. Aww. No big deal. <laughs> Fame in the roots. Yeah, they grew up together. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you didn't know that? Mr. Should have led with that. <laughs> well, so when you, guys, older than me. when you guys met, was the connection pretty immediate, or was it something that had to be developed? And I'm only asking because mm-hmm. I just feel like the music is... It's very special. It's very unique. It's not something you. that you can just be like, hey, I know a guitarist. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. work like that for you guys, I don't think. Well, I think Scott and I had an immediate, uh, I could tell we could be friends right away. Yeah. Like just talking just personally. to him. Yeah. Hanging out. We Before we were even playing music together, we were hanging out some and getting to know one another. And um, I, I mean, 
you know this too. I mean, you probably know more people in this city that play music than that don't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Scott was one of the many people that I knew that played music, but I could tell early on that our personalities jived really well. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as we talked more and more, I, I, I could definitely see that we had some really relatable interest and, um, that could make for someone fun to play with for sure. Sure. So this was also 2014. That was the three song demo weak species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was this yeah. self-produced and recorded? Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we do for the most part is self-produced yep. and recorded, uh, except for impressive. The, yeah. Thanks. We appreciate that. Uh, except oh, for the, Ableton. Yeah, definitely. Uh, otherwise That's, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how much, how much time have you spent in Ableton? To be able to pull that off. Uh, I mean, (laughs) Michelle hums. That's her own hum over there. I mean, I'm in it all the time for sure. You know, every day I, I, I get a little time in there, you know, trying to listen through new tracks we're working on or, um, you know, just developing new ideas. It's such a fun playground for music that, uh, uh, is at this point for me, feels really easy to navigate, especially given how much time I spent, growing up on uh, hardware devices and difficult to navigate screens and sub menus on synthesizers and working within a doll like Ableton is just, um, it's really easy to get a lot of work done very quickly. Uh, but, uh, the, the records still take time for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. is especially coming through, uh, just taking us back to weak species coming through that, uh, I had spent a lot of time, um, over the last 15 years, working in different DAWs and computer recording setups, but uh, never really getting things to a place where I felt really comfortable publishing them for the public and putting them out there. And that was really our first attempt at putting something together collectively that we felt like represented um, something that we were, we could take forward and that we could present and say, this is, this is us, you know, this is what we're doing. And, um, we spent some time with that and, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you finish something and then you go back and you listen to it and you scrutinize it and you scrutinize it and you scrutinize it. And we try and take lessons from that and move it forward. And that led us down into the, into the next record and, or to really our, our first full length, which, uh, by the end of it was about a three year process yeah. from beginning. I was going to say it was 2017, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a lot of songwriting. And, and pronounce the name for me. Of the uh, of the, of the 2017 the, the LP. Ak Cadaver. Perinde Ak Cadaver. Mm-hmm. And a little it, it it's Latin for in the manner of a corpse. And it's uh, a little insider secret is that it's from The Descent, the Jeff Long novel. Oh wow. Yeah. So that was definitely inspired. The, the yeah. title, at least. The title. Just a, yeah. it's an off, just one dialogue line in the book. And I was reading it at the time, and it just fit in everything we were writing. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of our titles come from, influence-wise. You know, we have a lot of working titles, while we're because Colin will usually set them up. And then it's it's something he's involved with. And then it's like, all right, well, let's let's put a label on this and, and send it out. What What is it? Yeah, you know, there's always that point when you're you're having to full, pull that final trigger uh-huh. on the mm-hmm. song and decide what it's going to be. Oh, sometimes and, the working title is is yeah, the title winds up right, title. but a lot of times I feel like like three track like specifically the ruins and uh, and the man of a corpse were books that I have been reading at the time, uh, the descent and 
The Ruins by Scott Smith. And I think I'm in that world, but I'm also in the Paw Patrol world while we're writing it. Mm. And it's just like, hey, Colin, what about what about this? And, <laughs> and, he obviously he, and it's the same positively. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do a lot of reading? Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could spend more time doing it. But I used to be uh, in college. I was I was the um, a movie a night and a book a week guy movie a night i know wow i still have friends that do that that's a that's a commitment i couldn't i can't now now it's like now especially working in film i I don't watch anything anymore it's disappointing (laughs) i know you know my buddies are like super into it and you're like have you seen this and i'm like nope nope no i think i know a guy that worked on it but i don't i've never maybe feel how you feel i guess (laughs) it seems like too i mean you have you have a good outlet for what you are trying to create produce and enjoy and yeah in in that way so i mean it's not like a total total loss Mm -hmm. may not be a movie every night but no there's got to (laughs) be some level of of music you know it's usually usually whatever my partner is watching and she's usually watching like notting hill (laughs) or something like that which is a great movie does that blend nicely yeah Got to decompress after all this. <laughs> That's why our next album is called Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, you came in at some point in I, this timeline. What, yeah. what what did that look like? Uh, 2017, I think. Okay. So the same is time as the LP? It's like uh, right after or was the it LP. 2018. I think it was beginning of 18. I mean, yeah. just for some some clarity, Michelle and I have known one another for a long time, and. Uh, you know, she a little bit of a relationship. Yeah, there. a little bit of a relationship <laughs> there. Uh, uh, for for the for the sake of not being mysterious here, Michelle and I have been married for almost twenty years, and uh, what? we yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. I thought I, know. I saw y'all kissing. I, it's, <laughs> it's news to Scott. Sorry, man. Let me in on the secret well. here on the, on the live cast. Um, Michelle and I have known one another for a long time, and she's always. Uh, she's been involved in the music in a, in a behind the scenes way for sure for a long time. But around 2018, she started playing with us. Have to be if you're yeah. married to a musician. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's for sure. Be, I mean, like, listen to this. What does it sound yeah. like? What does it, what does it need? So how did, so I'm, I'm curious. I mean, that's what a special thing to share with your partner. How, I mean, how did that kind of come? I mean, to go from, it was 2014 to 2000 beginning of 2018 is four years. Yeah. Like how was that transition? How did that kind of come about? Um, I was interested in being involved in some way and I started taking piano lessons from Colin's mom and oh, I so just, music's in the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, All yeah. right. For sure. So I just started, start playing the keys, you know, just started teaching me some of the songs and we started practicing with, uh, Scott, of course, and David, who was drumming for us at the time. Okay. And we went from there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, it's funny how things work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And Michelle and I had played some music in the past collectively yes, sure. as well just well i mean years, i was gonna say you fit in and... so seamlessly i mean uh, we're, we're oh, watching well, the performance you. and you belong there very <laughs> clearly thank you, you know so it, it, well, it works well yeah. i mean even before uh she was officially in the band i think michelle was always a litmus test for like does this sound good yeah, for yeah. like is yeah. just like, like that third party uh-huh. most definitely she was always she's always been very close to the music i mean she's it's being made in her household you know and uh Jeez. I cannot not be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but I guess also like yeah. not entirely immersed in it from like a from your perspective. Yeah. So it gi- gives itself a good opportunity to have someone who's around it, but not like you know in yeah, that definitely. same process to give right. feedback. Con- Invaluable, really. Absolutely, yeah. I I mean I'm always going to her for for opinions, and of course you know it, this comes around to Scott as well. I mean very quickly as uh, 
ideas get moving and we're excited about them. But because we live together, she gets it immediately. You sure. Know? And you guys were, were working hard. So you, so she comes in beginning of 2018 and then we're moving into, I guess, so the rest of that year we can talk about, I'm sure there were shows. I'm sure there were things happening. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But going into 2019, I think was the next EP. Yeah. And yeah. I remember this. I remember yeah. this one. Yeah. I, I got this one when I downtown from you. Yeah. yeah it so. sheds again. So tell me about, tell me about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think of where to begin with this. Well, can I, can I ask something? Please. Yeah. yeah. So like the LP, I mean, that was a full, that was a very intense experience. And I feel like the EP shorter in length yeah. definitely was an evolution kind of, kind of like a, a step in like the, I guess the next stage of where the music was headed and maybe, um, you know, in the, in the LP. So, I mean, do you feel like that's, that's how I feel mm-hmm. when I'm just on the outside looking mm-hmm. in, it just felt like, wow, this is like a, this is just, this is the evolution. This is where it's headed. And it sounds yeah. like it was different, but it's For also sure. still the pop ritual. Yeah, yeah. I think that you can trace a pretty, um, uh, a thread from the first record through the, through the second EP. I mean, the, it, in a lot of ways we went, it took so long to record the first album. The songs have been written for so long. And it took such a long time to get them to a place where we felt good about them that uh, it's kind of one of those things where you finish the record and you're, you sort of hate it because you're you're sick of it. You're done with it. It's like when you cook and you make this yeah. giant meal and then you finish and you're like, wow, I'm not even hungry. I don't, I don't even want to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> smells great. Don't want to eat I think that's part of the yeah. thing of, of having our own studio. We're mm-hmm. on our own time, which is great. We've saved a bunch of money not going to mm-hmm. big budget uh, studios. But at the same time, we'll, we'll, and we finish songs way faster than we probably ever would ordinarily, but then we sit with it and we'll think about it and we'll add stuff, take away. It's just, I think it's made us, uh, at the end, it's made our songs better, but we have held on to them for a while. I was going to say, so you you think, okay. Yeah. Just to kind of follow up on what Scott's saying there and to take it back to kind of what I would, what I've begun with the, we kind of went immediately into recording the what would become it sheds yeah, again. I don't think Prende was um, officially out by it the time. No, like no. Blood Meridian was. Yeah, there, there the were. Docket. Yeah, Blood Meridian had been written before Prende came out, and and in a lot of ways that that song itself we feel like is almost like a um, almost like a bridge between that first LP Prende and it sheds again, mm-hmm. uh, both sonically and thematically in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and. Um, the that we weren't a hundred percent sure um when we started recording material for it sheds again what it was going to be but over the course of time the you know as you're working on uh material we knew at a certain point that there was a unified body of material that told a certain kind of story we wanted to we wanted to get out there Mm -hmm. and um once we knew what that was it was easy to know how long the record should be, how many songs it should be, what the what the feel of those songs should be, where the dynamics should be, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The 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 story started to reveal itself, and and at that stage, you know, we're able to kind of lay the record out and get it done. Interesting. That may tie into my next question. I mean, I, I, it's you mentioned something very interesting, and that was the fact that you hold on to it and yeah. you sit with it, and then you start to think like, oh well, you know, we can treat this. And then it was interesting that you said that it made it better in the end because it reminds me of the story and I'll just humor me. I'm going to yeah, share please. a story. So there was a kindergarten, there was a kindergarten teacher. She had this class 
And the art that was coming out of this class just happened to be phenomenal. There was this like, you know, world-class art collector that had traveled all everywhere and just collected all this art and just heard about this class. He comes to the school, he sees the kindergartners, they have these paintings and they're, they're really, they're really special. They're really something unique to see this coming out of a kindergarten classroom. And he was like, how do you teach them? How do you get them to do this? Like, how do you, you know, get them to put all these techniques together and all this stuff and, you know, to, to make it what it is. And she's like, the key is not teaching them, you know, what to do and what skills to possess. It's knowing when to take it away. Mm. Oh, And that just stuck with me of yeah. like, cause it's, I, I understand. I just, I relate to, yeah. to your, your comment of just, when you have it, you just, there's always something yeah. that yeah. you can go back and do. Yeah. So I'm curious it's, about where you drew the line yeah, and it can and be got a curse. Something. It can be yeah. a curse for sure. But it's also, uh, as Scott mentioned before, uh, we save a lot of money <laughs> by not going into other people's facilities a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But the, the truth is, is that even uh, b- before the, m- the money side of it, I, I don't think that we could do a lot of this in another facility. I think this is the, a lot, this is a mm-hmm. kind of music that's really born from being done in your home, spending a lot of time with it, you know, uh, at least for us and the sort of pace that we operate at and the, the sort of, um, on and off nature of how we have to work sometimes having access to, um, recording equipment, uh, the moment you feel inspired is mm-hmm. is good. I don't need to book time somewhere to, to go and do that. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to jump right on it and get right into creating. You know? Yeah. When I, when I hear your music, like, and I think about even attempting to play it, it's very intimidating. It seems so <laughs> technical and overwhelming to try. I don't to know what's going on. <laughs> like it's synthesizer not, wise. I'm like, I mean, it really layers. feels that way. It's uh, an experience. Yeah, well, I mean, in, in terms of the, the technology itself, I guess, maybe? On all levels. Okay. There's it's, a lot I mean, there's, going it's on. full textures, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it is. That's a great descriptor is textures. There's so much. It just seems to try to build that and take it away and then add just enough back and all that. Yeah. That's, that just well, that gives me anxiety to sit in here. And I'm not an anxious person. <laughs> but it's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, you guys pull it off again so Thank seamlessly. It's it, a lot it, of it, Collins engineering, I think. Yeah. I mean, getting into this kind of music and you – Coming from the punk world, you know, it's it's four or five instruments, straight up analog, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then getting into this world and watching bands like Nine Inch Nails or something, and you watch like the behind the scenes, like what this samples from. If you if you listen real closely, there's a sample of a dog barking, you know, and we, <laughs> See, we just... chopped it and screwed it, and you're like, okay, and that's just for like two seconds in the song, and but when you listen to the song, you you feel it and you hear it. And that attitude, I think, is what Colin has been really good about implementing yeah. in in the music. That's Thank that's you. that's yeah. you know, that's very special, man. I mean, that's that's a lot to that's like we were talking earlier before the podcast started, like pulling something out of the abstract. Yeah, that right. is that absolutely true yeah. and in music form. Yeah, yeah, definitely taking kind of some of those um, ideas from the kind of music concrete world and mm-hmm. making them um, making them a little more musical, maybe you know, yeah. using them in kind of maybe a little more conventionally musical ways, you know, electronic music's always kind of been good about doing that kind of thing. I mean, there's a lot of safe electronic music out there these days that, you know, is kind of, um, in its own world of conventions, but there's always been a, 
I think electronic music has always been a, a really great realm where there's a lot of experimentation just mm-hmm. embedded in the nature of what it is. Well, it has to be because we have the ability to just create and manufacture sounds that the human brain has never before perceived. Yeah, so that definitely. just lends itself yeah. to an entirely different world that is just the next chapter of, of music and its evolution. Absolutely. It's I mean, a very it's crazy world. certainly expands all the possibilities for sure. Yeah. So, well, that brings us to, I want to, I just want to talk about, like I said, just kind of history of music, but now we're at a point where first song of the performance, pandemic dance, that that's now the single. It's not, it's not released. It is released. It's not released. released. Wow. So we are privileged. Premiere. We are so grateful. We're honored to. It was wonderful. And I'm going to be honest. It was my favorite. Oh, wow. Cool. I'll I'll be, I'll tell you, I I loved that. Especially like the intro, it brought me right in and carried me along on a little journey. And I love that. Oh yeah. So, so how do we arrive there? Yeah. So, um, man, that's, uh, it's kind of like the Prende But hold on. I want to start too. the, the song (laughs) pandemic dance got its name prior to the pandemic. Or no, uh, not exactly. Okay, all uh, right. I wanted to clarify because I was about to just someone, put the mic down and walk out if, if you had pulled that off. Yeah, someone did. Yeah, uh, I was saying like right. I mean, the working title was burnout, and uh, this was a uh, right. It's kind of like print day where it's like right at end of it sheds again, where Colin has this song. We're already working on it before it sheds again was even out. Yeah, I mean we we released it sheds again in December tw- December twentieth mm-hmm. of nineteen, and this song was. And, and to, to further illustrate a point about holding on to things, we had that record done in March of that year. <laughs> yeah. We sat on it until December. I mean, yeah. we had it, Matt, we, and we didn't touch it. We didn't change it. Well, we it. got some label support. That's true, too, actually. Disco Records. Yeah, our friends at Disco. Shout out Disco Records. Yeah. Disco. They're awesome. We love they these guys. Awesome. But, uh, Shout out to Louise as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Inside um, by Industries, we love you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so just to get back to the point, my apologies. Sorry, um, I'll forgive you this once, Colin. Okay, thank just you. Kidding. The, <laughs> just kidding. The lyrics <laughs> of, of what was Burnout, I think, were they're already in there. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it was. So, All the, like, well, the song had been completely written before the end of 2019. Yeah. The, okay. the viral imagery that are in the lyrics. Yeah, uh, yeah I was yeah. going to say, there was a lot of, like, just yeah. seemingly coincidental... Mm-hmm. <laughs> lyrics and executions from that song for sure but i think that some of that was just based on um what we were seeing around us what i was seeing around us uh, in our in our social and political landscape Mm -hmm. you know as uh and um the the song was born from a a lot of uh a lot of i think just uh frustration Mm -hmm. with um with everything that I saw around me, you know, in media, you know, mm-hmm. and politics and the way people are treating one another and interacting with each other. And, uh, but, but it sat, you know, it was another song that sat mm-hmm. and, uh, then we get into 2020. Yeah. And then I think it's, we're, we're about to go on tour and we're doing with we're sci-fi industries. Okay. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, had about a week long or five day thing set up. I just gotten done with work and it was time to go. We were, it's the most production we've had. We were going to Black Lodge to do like full production shows. Shout out Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lodge. And uh, we did a music video there a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a great institution. Great. Um, but we were just, we were, we were doing it right PR wise and, and our practice wise. And, and then like everyone else, just the rug taken out from under us 
Yeah. So inevitably yeah, yeah. we have to discuss uh, 2020 and, yeah. and the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So how was it? How was it? How was it for the music? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all made it. So that's good. That's oh, step yeah. one. Yeah. We made it through, right? We're living, <clears throat> we're breathing. Um, none of us got sick. We were really, uh, really fortunate to, uh, to not get, get sick. All of us stayed pretty healthy, I think. And, um, you know, uh, we kind of went into a, uh, a bit of a creative cave, um, and, uh, spent a lot of time just focusing on new material. We couldn't do anything else. So we wound up with a body of new material that we're, 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 uh, definitely ready to start putting out there that we plan to put out there over the rest of the year, kicking it off with pandemic dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it was uh, it was challenging on a lot of different levels. I mean, there was also a lot of um, as much as I'd like to say that we were completely productive and completely creative the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think there was actually a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, at least for me personally, a lot of lethargy in the beginning, a lot of laziness and laying around, but uh, also dealing with a lot of depression. I think in the very beginning mm-hmm. a lot of wine of the pandemic <laughs> yeah it was a lot of wine what's well, a huge especially for the average american the american lifestyle to just mm-hmm. all of a sudden like all right well i don't work anymore yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. like no my matter whole... no matter how much you love your job or hate your job yeah. or whatever just we all do a lot of teenager, it you know? exactly yeah, so. we've been working so much forever and all of a sudden be like all right well your whole day's yours it's like you yeah, have to reprogram yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. how do i how do i live my life again yeah it definitely it seems freeing and like someone told me you know, today, like, all right, yeah. well, you're not going to have to work for three months or whatever, six months, a year or whatever tomorrow. I'd be like, wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Actually, now I wouldn't. Let's it be honest. It sounds but. exciting. At first, I remember being like, <laughs> I have so much time, time to get uber creative. Yeah. And then you sit there and 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 you can't <laughs> come up with anything. And, yeah. yeah. And, and the pressure was on, like, from that moment on. And I think, it, you know, we wrote a lot. I'm proud of what we yeah. wrote. But yeah, also, too. it wasn't like every day's like, here's a hot new single for you ready to go every day. Yeah. We're so good at this. Cause yeah, all this you time I had three months where I didn't have to work. I would <laughs> yeah. have told you I'll make you two. Records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also either. a thing too. If you know, you have three months off then you can plan and you yeah. know, you have work. Yeah. True. You have a thing sure. that, that was like, wake up one day. Right. But you don't know if you're going to have yeah. work. If you don't know if you're going to have money, if you don't know how long this is going to last, if you, people are actually getting sick and they're going to die, you know, so there's oh, sure. all that other mm-hmm. stuff that comes pouring down. So, um, definitely, yeah, you know, yeah, I think that, I think you bring up a really good point, Michelle. Um, you know, I think a lot of, you know, I, I, I mentioned my own personal laziness and that kind of thing during some of this time, but a lot of it too, I think is there was just time needed to stop and reflect on mm-hmm. also what was going on around us and, uh, what so many people in this world have been affected by and, you know, for a little while, music, it was hard to figure out where music, like, fit into that at the moment. Yeah, how mm-hmm. important, and especially, how important like, when, yeah. it's one of the few things I feel like the whole world went through the same trauma yeah, okay. at the same yeah. time. Definitely. We know? never experienced anything like that before either. Yeah. Where everybody on the globe was just, like, instantly affected by something. Mm-hmm. Mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah I, a friend was. of mine had was talking to me, and he was saying that it was amazing how you could be here and be dealing with COVID and masks and everywhere. And then he was a pilot at the time. So he went somewhere else, like way across the world. And they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. And I can't name can't too many it. people still are, man. Yeah. I mean, look at us right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you can't, uh, right now you can't have a conversation about, um, anything that's you know, happened in the last year without talking about COVID and talking about its impact and its effect on your life and the mm-hmm. lives of other people around you. Do you guys feel like we're kind of, at least you personally, you're kind of seeing the other side of, of what the experience has been just overall? Um, it feels like it's some, in some ways, maybe, um, you know, I work in the, uh, food and restaurant industry and uh, anyone from Memphis probably already knows who you are. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Just uh, the big Nordic bartender. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there are much worse things to be described as being the slings. You meet yeah, I'm all right. white claws. This is true. Lots of white claws. <laughs> all the Vikings today. What are they drinking? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I'm, we're starting to see the, uh, uh the restrictions change and, um, I've been, I've, I've been working pretty steadily still uh, since last June, so I really didn't spend that much time off work mm-hmm. a couple months. Um, and uh, I've, I've sort of seen the, the social temperature of things slowly shift over the last year, mm-hmm. you know, coming back into June again here. And uh, it's definitely, it feels like, uh, you know, the the public is ready to be, public again yeah and um people are ready to uh, engage and interact and you know and i of course i want that desperately mm-hmm. you know but uh you know there's there's a there's still a you know bit of reservation there as well of yeah. course you know i'm not a i'm not a scientist and well uh, it does um i think regardless of, of of those you know the technical details it lends yeah. itself to a really positive thing for music because people for sure. are ready for it oh big time. um i mean i know that there's been we talked to growlers and they've been kind of breaking the ice of having shows again yeah. and i mean sold out for the first band even finishes and sometimes yeah. before the doors even open <laughs> and that was not the case you know, necessarily prior to. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, people are ready to yeah. be public public again, I think, but yeah. also just, I think it's good for music and like the stuff that we did here. I think that people just kind of sharing a platform and coming together. I think people are more receptive to working together and Absolutely. just being, you know, I think there's just a bit of a shift that hopefully, you know, we can all collectively. Yeah. Well, I think get losing, part of. losing that over the last definitely. year definitely makes us uh, uh, more appreciative. You know, yeah, don't know what you got things. till it's gone. This is true. Yeah. True. yeah. True. Well, so I do want to touch on just, I guess, a little bit more detail. Could you give me like the skinny? Because I feel like it could be very long. The skinny <laughs> version of just like a writing process for a song, like you know, just the dynamics between you guys and and what that looks like and feels like day in the life, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's different from song to song. Everything is okay. always a little bit different. Uh, it's never, um, it could be a riff, you know, that, uh, that is the initial spark. It might be a loop of some kind, whether it's, um, uh, a synthesizer loop or a combination of different things, uh, a, a, a drum beat with, uh, you know, a set of different, uh, loops or, or riffs and that kind of thing. Um, but oftentimes it might look a little something like me making an initial skeleton of something and then handing it off to Scott to, uh, what would be like the percentage of completion you think when you hand it off? It's also different on every song, you know, I this would be a hard one to yeah, navigate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Colin, every song's provides... a little bit different. I mean, there are some songs that Scott and I, I brought to him in more primitive forms where, 
we spend more time um, developing each segment of the song together mm-hmm. and ultimately even develop the, the structure and organiz- organization of the song in a more collective way. But then there are some songs where I bring a more complete idea to him and Scott's helping finish off melodic lines, extra guitar, um, then assisting in mix and the, the, the final engineering process and that kind of thing. As mm-hmm. well. I think, I, yeah, I no, lots of, lots of sketches, lots of file sketches and we'll just go through them. And a lot of times we'll remind ourselves like, okay, that we like this one, highlight this one. And we may not get back to it for a couple months, yeah. but we feel like that fits in our, uh, our lexicon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but some songs they'll, we'll have it and be like, this is the next song working on and we'll knock it out. And then the rest, we spend more time mixing it than we do writing it mm-hmm. because yeah. it just comes together so naturally. Where do vocals come in? Yeah. They're almost always last. Yeah. 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 Al- almost complete. So you don't have like a, I guess just like a, a theme or concept or subject or anything. You kind of listen to the music once it's constructed and, and, and create a vocal or. Yeah. Generally speaking to, um, to find uh, things like the, the melodies and the syntax and that kind of thing. It, it normally at that, that stage that all happens afterwards after the music is created uh, thematically speaking, where the lyrics are, what they're going to be. I'm kind of always running that through my head and I'm keeping notes. Um, you know, that's one of the things I love about my phone actually is just the, the ability to create song sketches really quickly in my, in my little notes app and that yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. it's actually, it's really great. And, um, I, I find that, uh, I'm becoming a more organized lyricist and I'm getting more done that way. Uh, because of that words that, are that strange is helping yeah they, it can be weird you know <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure um they but, a lot uh, of times they'll we'll have a song without lyrics for so long we'll get used to it yeah and then that's, colin that's will put too. lyrics on it and it sounds great but we're like oh it's different now i gotta think about it yeah different yeah, completely different song. yeah because uh-huh. it, it really comes in and changes the song and I, I don't always think it's a good idea to to wait so long um but Scott and I talk about this a lot too. You you also can't force inspiration on things. Mm-hmm. If it's not, not there, if it's not happening, sometimes it's better to just let it sit until something comes naturally. And uh, because there's no, we, we never feel any pressure to get things done on a specific deadline. And uh, when it's done, then we'll release it. You know, um, we don't, we don't, we don't try and force that kind of stuff out. Sure. So. I know the feedback that I mentioned earlier, just about the EP kind of being, I guess the next stage in evolution versus what I heard on the LP, I would give that even tenfold in regards to pandemic dance in regards (laughs) to the EP. Okay. Um, I mean, that's just me. I don't know. It's it's definitely like a punkier jam, but it's still, we're also trying to take things new places. So I guess that's, that was my, my, where uh, where I was, (laughs) that's where I was going with it. It's basically, um, where are you headed? Like, I mean, the, the, the sound keeps evolving, you know, I mean, is there something, that you're trying to achieve with each record, with each single, with each, you know, like what, where, where is it headed? I think for like it sheds again, it was definitely a more minimalist record than, than Perinde was. Perinde was big files, lots of, lots of stems and uh, just wholly textured. And there's a lot on, on it sheds again too, but it, I think it was, it was definitely an exercise of minimalism. I mm-hmm. think, I think mm-hmm. that you, you make a good point there. Um, it, we 
as as that record started to come together, we made a specific decision to try to use a less is more principle in uh, in completing the songs and you know making um, instead of using three or four stacked synthesizers to create a section, instead maybe designing a section with only one or two and really putting a lot of thought and time into the design of, you know, the sounds for that moment instead of stacking so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a, that was a, a, from a technical standpoint, that's something that we, we wanted to do specifically. Um, These, these new songs, pandemic dance is a pretty minimal punk jam at the end of the day. Um, And, but the, following songs that we have kind of loaded up they are they're the production on them is probably the best production i would say yeah. oh wow we have so Definitely. far yeah, yeah i mean collins like you hear these that's songs the goal, right like, who yeah. each one who engineered yeah. this and it's <laughs> colin he's just getting good at it and uh and so they've they're i think they're minimal like it sheds again but the way that they're engineered they, they sound so full and textured like yeah. the perinde songs so that's kind of the bridge. Two became one, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and I heard, uh, you know, I, th- I think you were saying like a minimalist approach to some of your former music, which is something, Colin, I've known you personally for yeah. quite some time, even before music, and all, or not before music, but I didn't know right. music was part of the equation when I met you. Right. But um, one thing I've always respected is your broad music range. And I know minimalism, I don't think I've ever encountered scott i don't know you as well but i haven't ever ever encountered another human when i was like arvo part or someone you know like yeah, someone right. and you're like oh yeah i love him yeah <laughs> i was like i was like just blown away that someone else yeah. i guess had had discovered so i don't even know yeah. how i did to be honest with you i think yeah. it was in some random youtube I, video but i think my discovery of arvo part was probably um right around 99 oh wow a good friend of mine yeah. was turning me on to a lot of the early 20th century and middle century composers like mm-hmm. Tear Riley and Steve Reich and yeah. Well, I, I say all that because I would be curious. And, yeah, crazy. So it I came mean, up in that for me. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was curious. I guess Love just influences. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, we talked about lots, mentalism yeah. and stuff like vast, that. Yeah. And I don't. I, I want to get into it. I know you. You got some time constraints I, today. I gotta probably leave here in like two minutes. No. Okay. So before but, you go, why don't you share your influences with us? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> Three. Three. Okay. It can be random order, no significance. Okay. David Bowie for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joy Division. Um, Velvet Underground. First three that came. Oh my gosh, oh, Velvet Jesus. Underground. Wow, <laughs> that's a, that's the music I haven't heard in a while. Oh wow, yeah. Listen yeah. to that a lot. No. I, I th- always try to keep five in my pocket anytime, and that changes, but. Bowie, of course. <laughs> I think that's shared between all of us. Yeah, oh, sure. And then sure. Nine Snails, of course. Um, Sade. Can't. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful singing. Golly. Uh, I don't know. All I got is the three. I can't think of my five. Three's pretty good yeah. to come up with, honestly. Yeah, between those three. Prince is pretty good, too. Mm. Friends. Yeah, I heard he Abba. Was all right. We're we're big Abba. We're big Abba we people big here Abba too. People. A little insider on it. it. It sheds again. We got a little chopped and screwed Abba in there, and we, the whole time when we when we put it up, we were like, hopefully we don't get flagged for having this Abba because <laughs> it like made the whole song. We were like, oh, hopefully not. Well, but we got it through, and it's there. So 
influenced it, in its own right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, if you can pick it out, I'll give you a free T-shirt. <laughs> if you can, pick, you heard it, guys. Call if in can, uh, if you can pick out the uh, the ABBA sample. We'll uh, we'll send you a free T-shirt. Do you need to go, Michelle? I do. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you. No, thank you. We're going to so keep much. talking. Oh, but, you guys keep. But talking, thank you. Please. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. Absolutely. Appreciate it. A pleasure. Right. Pleasure indeed. Be safe. Um, this is actually a good chance because we're gonna ask we're gonna ask Colin some some questions. So I wanted to expand on something that you mentioned throughout this process, and I can't remember specifically when you said it, uh, but I think you also alluded to it in your the uh, I guess you would call them interview portions yeah. <laughs> of the live at the eight <laughs> that those who are listening to this have seen. Uh, so your your segment, spoiler alert, I guess yours is last. So yeah. if you can't tell, it's you. Yeah. I spoiled it. <laughs> Sorry. But um, in that, I can't remember what your exact words were, but it was something the effect of, uh, you know, the words are what they are and the meaning is yours. Mm. And you made a comment of, uh, you know, you don't necessarily like to come out and just say, hey, this is what the song is yeah. about. This is what the song means. Yeah. And I really appreciate that yeah. for, for my own reasons, but I would love to hear and, and people listening, you know, your explanation as to why that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that, uh, in that interview segment, just for, for clarity, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll say exactly what I mean there as well. And, it, and it's, it's that, it's that the, the words mean what they mean, you mm-hmm. know, all the answers are inside you. And That's what what I'm, it is. Yeah. What I mean by that is that, uh, it, it doesn't matter what the words mean to me, you know, the, what, what they mean to you is inside you, you know, the, it, it art music, it's all so very subjective, you know, um, I don't know that once you create a, a piece of work that it's, um, that it's all about your feelings any longer. You know, you're, you're offering that up to the world to, uh, have something to relate to. And, um, whether they, whether a person sees, uh, a reflection of themselves within that song or, uh, whether it, uh, just touches some emotional nerve in them that, uh, they can relate to. Um, it's, uh, it's so unique and individual in terms of experience that it's, uh, the only place you'll ever find those answers is within yourself and your own experience. Sure. You know? Would would you say, and this could be for both of you guys, would you say it's, it's fair to say that you're providing at least some context as to what that might be? Maybe not the specifics, yeah. but I mean, you are creating an atmosphere essentially. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. I mean, I would, I would go as far as to even say that in many instances, if you, if you read the words, that's, uh, that, that's a lot of what it's about. It's, reflection and looking inside yourself and trying to, um, trying to dig. So you want it to be a very subjective and ambiguous experience. I want people to be able to derive their own meaning. Uh, but you do, do want it to be experiences. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to necessarily guide that for them. Uh, like it's some sort of guided meditation. That's not, that's not really what it's supposed to be. You know, they're, they're, um, they're a part of that. They're a part of the experience, you know, and, and uh, they feed their own energy into it. You know, I think uh, you, as a musician and performer, you know, you, you definitely, um, that's never more clear than when you're playing in front of people and you're getting that, yeah, that feedback right there and you're giving it to them. And it's, there's something, 
magic happening, you know, yeah. between you and uh, the audience, even if it's, you know, s- small audiences and things like that, you know, it's, um, you know, that, that connection can't, uh, can't ever be underestimated, you know? And I just don't think that, uh, any explanation of what state of mind I was in when I was writing the lyrics for a song, um, that's, that's never going to be what the song is about for you, you know? I mean, yeah, Super I mean, found in a way my, my understanding of the songs, I believe is different than Collins yeah. hmm. at any given time. He's never given yeah, we, up the goods of what exactly I mean, we, you know, Scott, feelings Scott's and well aware of the lyrics I mean he he reads them but there's we don't we don't have a lot of uh, deep discussions about the uh, like uh, uh, the code mm-hmm, of what sure. the, like trying to decode the lyrics you know it's uh, in in a, in a lot of ways I think um, in the experience of lyric writing and doing that more and more and more uh, I I uh, I don't want to spoil that for myself either. You know, I'm, I'm constantly reevaluating my own lyrics and my own writing, just like, uh, looking back into journals that you wrote years ago, mm-hmm. and, uh, remembering the state of mind you're in when you wrote that thing and what you read on the page now, uh, it might not mean the same thing to you anymore. Do lyrics and writing the vocals, does it give you any sort of, uh, absolution when you, when you put it down? Is it, I mean, it may not mean, you may not define it for someone else, but I have to feel like somewhere that it means something for you specifically. Yeah. I, I mean, the, yeah, certainly that it's not, um, I'm not trying to suggest that it's nonsense. You know, the words definitely right. have meaning for me and the words do mean specific things and they draw from <clears throat> my own experiences and observations. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of times, trying to view m- my own reality through different perspectives and through different lenses, and and um, the lyrics can sometimes become an exploration mm-hmm. of that in that kind of way, you know. Uh, so there's certainly a, a kind of catharsis that happens um, in that in that process, for sure. Um, but um, Maybe I'm getting a little getting a little off topic. Let's uh, let's 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 end this way for yeah. you for this part of the conversation yeah, at sure. least. What what is the most um, what do you get from the music that's most important to you as an individual? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I think the most important thing that I derive out of the music is, um, I mean, I think it's simple. It's joy. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just. Uh, I just love playing music and I played a lot of different kind of music. And even if I wasn't trying to play music in a public way, I'd be playing music for myself, you know, in my household, just because I, I, I love playing instruments and, uh, I, and I can't imagine not doing it. Um, but, uh, for me, it keeps me sane. You know, and uh, gives me a reason to get up in the morning. San- sanity is and, uh, a very good thing to have. <laughs> it can't it can't be underrated for sure. Yeah, um, it's really a, for me. It's a reason to get up every day, man, and uh, wow. keeps me motivated. You know, no, no, I don't mean to say that in like a depressing way. Like, uh, like my you just life love is it. so terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but it's it gives me direction and guidance. Uh, as a kid, it kept me out of trouble. You know, and, With, without question, I, I don't think that I've had. <laughs> I've had a well. It's not maybe it's not fair to say, but I'll just say that you're you're one of the most passionate people when it comes to 
just the music and just talking about what you're doing. Anytime I hear, uh, I think even when you were working on the EP, or, and you, I remember you recording that and coming yeah. over and hanging out and yeah. just the way you talked about it and the detail in which you went into it. It's incredible to see someone that loves something mm. that much I'm in the modern age. Nerd. <laughs> it's a passion though. Too. Yeah. Oh, it's big time. It's a skill yeah. and all those things, but it comes from the heart, you know, ultimately yeah. and what you, what you love, but yeah, we really love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. music for me is always, it's been an identity at every given juncture. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot of things emotionally. I'm, I'm a lot of pop culture influences, you know, you show what you like and you put it out in the world, but you know, I'm also like everyone else and, inherently human full of strange emotions that come and go and i think mm-hmm. music especially this project for me it's it's an identity at every given juncture it's, yeah. it's who i am then i mean i'm i'm perinde's a version of me it sheds again's a version of me these new songs are a version of me and especially my relationship with colin and michelle and yeah i think that's what i get from it most is expression and self-identity the ego yeah <laughs> Would it be uh, now? I did a lot of research, by the way. Mm-hmm. Into you know, I'm, I'm listening to what you guys are saying about how you feel about it, and and uh, it seems like everywhere I turned, every article I read, the description was always dark. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like that is? Uh, are you okay with that? Do you feel like that's a fair descriptor? Because I I can't say that I could fully commit to that. Yeah. I, um, uh, just knowing you and oh, yeah, being more yeah. having more, having a closer. <laughs> it's relationship. a journalistic approach, I think. You know, when I think people hear it, and I think that's maybe like the the. the yeah. The gut reaction, maybe, uh-huh. but it's easy to see that on the surface. Yeah. I think. You know, I think, but, and I think that's. Can I, we we got to talk about it, but I think that that is perfectly paralleled with the story of what was her name? Uh, the the uh, oh, yeah, what was yeah, her name? Bluebell. Bluebell. <laughs> Bluebell. The cow. So please, just give us the give us the, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us so. about. It. And this is this is listen to the story, and then also think about my point I just made that this is this is a great example of what I mean as far as being described as dark. Yeah, and so maybe I, not the whole I way. Guess, maybe uh, a little bit. I guess the the viewers will have seen the performance. Yes, probably. Yeah, the, yeah. So the the and the pictures too. Yeah, there's, right. there's some beautiful pictures of, of Bluebell. There are some. So Bluebell is there. this from the lowbrow version. It's a skull, cow skull that we have on our rig. A cow skull, video. a real cow uh-huh. skull. It is a real cow skull. Yeah, and I think she, I think easily when you you think about it, especially like in like an industrial electronic punk band, gothy whatever, you think. It's morbid. It's macabre. It's just kind of like cool bones, you know. <laughs> That's kind of the easy like goth shtick. But I mean, for the reason that we brought it in is the the story behind it and and what and I think that kind of reflects how we are as a band. Mm-hmm, We're like primordial, primitive creatures, but we respect the natural beauty of things. The world's beautiful as. Mm-hmm. As dark and scary as it can be, sometimes yeah. I think at the end of the day it, it is beautiful, and uh, that's I think Bluebell's story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she uh, she's a she she came from a, a friend who uh, this was uh, this was their family their family's uh, animal, and uh, we uh, we were allowed to uh, present her in the video and. Uh, it was, uh, and she was a friend. Cool. Yeah, she, she wasn't was a workhorse. Yeah, no, she was not. She no. was. A, she was a family friend. She was a family yeah. friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the the idea of uh, bringing something like that in the video, it's 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 not it's not like for Scott. It's, it's an honor of it's life and this, love, not absolutely a cool and, bones. Yeah. Well, and, and also it's like you know, I love it. We we are it's we so are comprised of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we uh, underneath this flesh, we are the same. You know, we are animals. You know, and uh, 
I, I think that being able to see that and um, it's, uh, you know, it's the bones are always a good reflection of your mortality as well. You know, um, one day we will all be that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, not to get super dark or anything, but you well, know, it's part it's of a, it. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, in the mm-hmm. in the the music is definitely touching on a lot of those themes. You know, and you know the 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 ideas of your own mortality and where you fit in to the universe and where we all fit and. How what a question meaningful or <laughs> meaningless maybe it all seems well so <clears throat> tell me about let's let's we can move on from that because that's i think that's a great way to leave that yeah. um shows you, yeah. you you had your this last one right before the pandemic is there anything that you're really hoping to accomplish maybe this year or in the coming time as you because well you're releasing singles right yeah yeah we're so shows around this and yeah, hopefully. Yeah, uh, nothing the, on the calendar, but it plans. looks like some things are coming back. We okay. It looks like we have something. I don't want to throw it mm, out sure, sure. yet, just because it's not completely confirmed. But we're talking about an, a show out of town um, in June, end of July, end of July. Thank okay. you. Maybe even Thank you. We need to get you a show in town. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That we'll probably work around then. Yeah. You know, I think we were always like, well, we don't want to be first ones out of the foxhole with all this um but also it'll be in a good time frame there it's time but also you know i think it's time and a lot of our peers are they're i think last year you know a lot of our peers especially like bigger bands they had tours booked and but they were constantly like booking them canceling them booking them canceling them um and for us i mean considering i mean we book all of our own shows in and out of town so it's don't have a lot of that energy to commit and not knowing where venues are at at this time you know we're we're eager to play out of town. We just, we're going to wait for the venues in the world to get to some sort of juncture of normalcy. So TBD. Yeah. yeah. Coming up though. Yeah, definitely. Intended. Coming up. And there's definitely going to be some shows here in town too. Um, you know, m- midsummer for sure. In July and August, we'll, we'll have some stuff going. We'll be on. looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to it too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Hopefully, this was like something to scratch the oh, edge. Just great. a little. Oh, bit. this is this <laughs> it was is great wonderful. To just have just to show to off it, for show off it <laughs> yeah. says again because we didn't get to show off it says again. You know, yeah, that's definitely. for the the PR of a record. Traditionally, it's write it, put it out, tour it. Yeah, we wrote it. Didn't work we out. We put it out. Yeah. We didn't get to tour it. To tour it. Yeah. So and but we're we need to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't just keep playing those songs as much as we love them. But so this, I think. This performance allowed us to show off new stuff and old stuff that we're, we're very proud of. And it's a well, we certainly experience. enjoyed it. I know everyone listening definitely did too. If they, especially if they made it this far, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've, been, we've been chatting. <laughs> definitely. Um, well, really? so I want to know, I, I like to ask them. everybody this. Yeah. Um, Memphis is such a special place and we don't have to travel very far to find really incredible creative things. And this is platform, you know, this platform specifically, regardless of whatever it may turn into, is built entirely from Memphis energy and Memphis music and just Memphis minds. Uh, so I would be curious to know just how Memphis has influenced the pop ritual, the experience, the music, the people, everything, like how, how's it been? Yeah. I mean, I, I consider us a, a Memphis band, you know, uh, this is, uh, I've every, every band I've ever been a part of and has, has been here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's, uh, this city is um, just growing up here uh, as a young person, um, knowing its history, um, 
going to school here, developing here. Uh, it, it's just uh, these these streets are the streets that I see whenever I'm writing wow. songs. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I can't see it. Better I think. I mean, I being from Memphis me. as a band, I think that's a unique aspect of it all. I think any band that's from Memphis has that touch yeah it's a little it's it's interesting it's dynamic because i mean you know a lot of the best bands are from new york and la and all that chicago and stuff big big bands big towns and stuff but when i feel like not a lot of memphis artists get out of memphis and really blow up but when they do that's one of the most interesting parts about them they're from memphis Mm -hmm. and i mean even when we were we're talking to our label about this record or it sheds again it was because they're a Portuguese label and they, they were like, well, we're pitching you as a Memphis band. Cause that's, yeah. that's like, yeah, they were definitely like, excited about uh-huh. that because let, they're let, aware of the history and the culture of music that's from around here and that we don't exactly on the surface seem like we fit in or come from that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, uh, maybe we're we're a little bit of a dark horse here, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that's a good thing. You know? No, I, I think and, it's great. Yeah, and we've we've been very embraced by by the people around. Absolutely, here, you know? yeah. Like, this totally, is a great yeah. town, and it's just such a, a awesome music culture here to begin with. That if you're if you're if you're if you're bringing love to what you do, people are going to embrace yeah. you here. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of you know cliche to say but i think when they express memphis as soulful they're right it's a soulful city Mm -hmm. and i I think the people that that live here are very very it manifests in many different ways you know even if not in the classical ones and i think a lot of people don't appreciate their origins in memphis either because not to we hear a lot of negative things to be fair yeah but then you know i i've been overseas and you know i remember having dinner with someone from finland and you know, he found out I was from Memphis and he was like, oh, you're from Memphis. I'm just, I'm going to go there next summer. I'm going to have got this whole route planned on like the music trails. And then he opens up this secret bookcase and it's just filled <laughs> Finland, everybody with original <laughs> Memphis, like between oh, stacks wow. and sun, just original, yeah. like he just full secret collection, probably worth thousands of thousands of dollars. It's all Memphis. Wow. There's so appreciate what you got Memphis, yeah. cause we have something beautiful. It's funny. Absolutely. Cause every time I ask that question, well whether it's been, the R&B singer or pop punk or pop ritual or whatever it might be. It j- there's always that touch yeah. of yeah. Memphis that just seems to be, regardless of what you're doing, that is just a piece of piece yeah. of the puzzle. It finds its way in. You yeah. Know, it, it's, uh... it does. Well, I want to ask uh, one more question. You have to humor me. Please. I just want to know how it was working with Station 8. Oh, man. <laughs> Keep, yeah. You know, just well, yeah, give me something. Nah, we had a blast. Don't man. tell everyone the truth. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt treated like royalty. Yeah, definitely. I felt like it felt like playing a real venue with yeah. like writers and like uh, like a green room to talk and hang out in a wonderful production, <laughs> wonderful studio. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to be treated like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm used to, you know, you're sitting in the venue, you you play a show, and then you sit down and you're hanging out with everyone who just walk. You know, you got to look all cool on stage, and you get down, and you're like, well. I'm just <laughs> just a normal dude again. Just, uh, yeah, it's like a little costume change right in front of everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because the bigger stages, you get to go backstage yeah. and you get to kind of the keep the mystery. Right but then it's like now bit. I got to go buy a PBR and <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And face these people that I just yeah. screamed at for and an hope hour. that someone will buy a T-shirt, please. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and the good thing too is that I think this lives on. You know, it's yeah. something that can oh, be yeah. indulged. We in. had a great time here. Yeah. Station 8's awesome. 
Yeah, I would just the one of the it. one of the most professional productions we've ever been a part of. Uh, really, and a lot, just a lot of fun. Just it was a lot of fun. We had it. We had been it, great. You guys made us feel really comfortable and relaxed. Between you and Nick and Drew, it's been yeah. Huge Everyone's shout professional. Out to everybody everybody knows. here. All the 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 camera guys, everybody that uh, yeah. shout out Tati and, yeah, and Trevor, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I, I think you guys. for us, you know, we we're always reminding ourselves like no one cares about us as much as we do. But, but I think rightfully so, right? Right. Well, you yeah. should always be yeah. your number one fan. Yeah, I feel I mean, like we, but, we we have to believe in what we're doing before anyone. You know. Right. But then once once we got here and working with y'all, mm. I think. It's like, oh, they they get it too. Yeah. Well, it was, I have to say, it was very genuine. We were mm-hmm. extremely excited. We're still extremely excited as we record this. This has not been released, and we're yeah. just here getting everything together and getting excited mm-hmm. to we're put it out there. Excited. But I have to openly and very specifically say thank you no, to both welcome. of you and Michelle um, for being a part of it and coming in and doing this and no you know just chatting too Absolutely. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but we were happy to come in. That's the easy. You guys killed it, man. Oh, it was such a great thanks. set. It was, yeah. it really was. We appreciate it. Yeah. We had a really good time. You know, we'd love to, we'd love to do it again sometime. Well, in the meantime, let's talk about for, as we wrap up here, um, how can the listeners find you out in the great wide world? Uh, we're on Facebook, the pop ritual. Don't put in just the pop ritual. The, 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 there is a pop ritual out of like LA or something, some like dance club night or something good for them, but yours is cooler. Yeah. Wow. But so we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, don't do a whole lot of Twitter, but music wise, you can find us at our Bandcamp, band camp, uh, the pop And of course all the digital streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Okay. And we're keeping an eye out for shows, but should we keep an eye out for singles this year? Yeah, yeah for sure. There's okay. uh, there's going to be some stuff dropping soon and we'll, we'll be blasting our social media with it for sure. Great. You guys will be blasting it and you can send it to me and I'll be blast it too. So yeah. we'll, we'll find it. Keep paying attention guys. Heck but yeah. anyway, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Us. All right. Cheers guys. See ya. Cheers. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you want to check out any of our other content, you can visit our website at station8productions.com or our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash station8productions. Thanks.